Hi, I'm John Elsesser, Executive Director of the Indiana Non-Public Education Association, and welcome aboard the 2022 edition of the State House Express. First of all, Happy New Year. And as we gear into January, we are also gearing into the 2022 session of the Indiana General Assembly. Yes, the session began on January 4th, and because this is a non-budget year and a short session, things have geared in pretty quickly. Already there have been three House Education Committee meetings and two Senate Education Committee meetings, so we're off and running. My intent on this first stop on the State House Express is to give you a quick rundown of last year's 2021 session, as well as a preview of what we are seeing so far in 2022. 2021 was no doubt an historic session for education. 1.9 billion new dollars were invested in education funding, impacting traditional publics, charters, and of course, non-public schools as well. But the true beneficiaries were Hoosier families. Now in terms of choice, the changes included things like the income eligibility for the Choice Scholarship and the Tax Credit Scholarship programs were increased dramatically. Prior to July 1st, 2021, to receive a 90% voucher, a family of four's income was capped at $48,470. After July 1st, a family of four can make up to $147,000 and receive a 90% voucher if they also meet one of the eight eligibility tracks. Speaking of a 90% voucher, now all eligible families will receive a 90% voucher. No more three-tiered approach to the voucher program. In addition, an eligibility track was added for foster children, removing an obstacle to their participation in the program. All in all, some transformational changes. And that's not all. A new educational scholarship account program was passed with the implementation targeted for the 22-23 school year. More about ESAs later. As I reflect back, there were a number of factors that contributed to this success. One was an unexpected revenue projection, but equally as important was the engagement of our school leaders and stakeholders. In my 14 years at IMPEA, this was our best year yet for our schools owning their responsibility to truly be a voice for non-public schools in the legislative process. To all of you that stepped up, thank you. And now we have to build on that momentum. As we look to 2022, IMPEA is focused on four areas. First, protecting our successes of past sessions and continuing to be vigilant in protecting the religious liberties of our faith-based schools. Second, to improve the new ESA Educational Scholarship Account Program that was passed in the 2021 budget to ensure that it provides a value add for non-public schools to participate. Third, to watch for and when appropriate push back on additional regulations being placed on non-public schools. And finally, to continue to promote the engagement of our schools and their stakeholders in advocating for our schools and our students. Some bills that are currently on our radar include Senate Bill 123, which would require non-public schools to do dyslexia screening and interventions. We have some concerns about the doability of this requirement for our smaller schools. 
Senate Bill 331, which I refer to as the ESA fix-up bill, is also one that we're watching. The state's treasurer's office has been very responsive to our concerns and have proposed fixes in this bill. The fixes deal with house schools' access to tuition and fee dollars and special education APC dollars from enrolled ESA participants. We're unsure at this point if and how many of these fixes will end up in a final bill, so stay tuned. Senate Bill 167 and House Bill 1040 and House Bill 1134 deal with what is being referred to as curriculum transparency. This is in response to public school parents' concerns over CRT and SEL being taught in their schools. Currently, non-public schools are not in these bills, and we hope to keep it that way. House Bill 1252 establishes education enrichment accounts, which seem to be many or limited educational savings accounts. Students who are underperforming on iLearn would be eligible for $500, which could be matched by a local school or school corporation, to be used for improved enrichment activities. It's unclear if non-public school students will be eligible, but it appears at this point that they might be. Another bill that's bound to be controversial is House Bill 1040, which deals with schools designating sports as either a male sport, a female sport, or co-ed. The intent, as we understand it, is to ensure athletes participate in sports according to their birth-assigned genders. We'll update you on these and other bills as the session progresses. The session is moving very quickly. The last day for committee reports to be filed for the first half of the session is January 25th in the House and January 27th in the Senate. That will allow for only one or two more meetings for each committee. As I mentioned last year, we were really pleased with our school's advocacy efforts, and we need you to step up again this year as well. So please watch for our legislative alerts. Make sure you have a legislative liaison and you've set your two public policy goals. Last week, we sent out our annual advocacy video. Please make sure that you share it minimally with your school boards and commissions and hopefully with other stakeholder groups as well. Well, that's all we have for this stop on the State House Express. Let's work together to make the 2022 session another successful one. In these crazy COVID times, please stay well, and we'll see you back here next time on the State House Express.